0: Bye, Mona. Bye, Mona.
1: See, Mona and I are two birds of a feather. We are not campers.
0: I understand. We
1: are not into roughing it. Although she's used to pooping outside on the ground. That's true. she might be better but at it. But
0: like urban outside pooping. Yeah,
1: urban outside pooping. <laughs> <laughs> She's used to pooping on Hollywood Boulevard. Like uh, the rest of the humans. Like the rest
0: of us. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure I walked through a little bit of human feces on my way here.
0: You absolutely must have. It's
1: why I don't wear shoes in the house.
0: Um I have walking to work shoes now smart. and walking home from work cuz I walk on Hollywood, so
1: it's so smart. It's so smart. What's wrong? We- uh, nothing. It's recording, right? It is
0: recording. I'm just, I'm looking at my levels because my headphones are super quiet. So are mine. So I'm going to look, I'm going to mess over here. Okay. Okay. Go la 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 la, la 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 la
1: la 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 Ooh.
0: Okay, great. That's loud. Great. Okay. <laughs> How's that? I like Great. it. Great. Yay! You know what? It's do-it-yourself day here on Banshees and Booze. A paranormal <laughs> podcast. A shout-out of Liquid Courage. Oh, I felt so good to say that. I know it's <laughs> so long. I know.
1: Everyone who listens on the reg, uh-huh. thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's been – nothing's changed. But we stocked so many episodes uh-huh. in advance. We were like a month ahead. Yeah. I think we had like four. So, A, it's so nice. I haven't – like we haven't done this in a month. Yeah. And B, it's going to be nice to just record and not – think okay this is the christmas episode right, right? like exactly this one drops in just, just a few days after mm-hmm. we record it which i kind of like i, I like,
0: like it, it too um it's it, nice it was kind of nice like having all of the like time consuming work done already you yes, know what i mean like so it I was know. kind of like oh i had forgotten about this so when i was editing at least i was like Oh, yeah. Right. Now I remember that topic.
1: Yeah, because you actually got, like, a for-real break because you edited and, like, had them ready to post yeah, in yeah. advance. I did. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's... not – it's just not only just the research at, but and the editing and then mm-hmm. the posting and then the social media, too. Yeah. It's a lot –
0: it's a lot, but we would do it, it for you
1: guys and for us, and for ourselves. It's really more for us. I
0: mean, I would truly do this if no one was listening.
1: <laughs> I say that to everyone. I'm like, I don't look at the analytics uh-huh. because I'm just doing it because I like uh-huh. it. And yeah. like, but then of course, <laughs> when people give us great reviews, like someone yeah. recently who's a stranger, and people subscribe and give us more star ratings, and mm-hmm. or follow us on Instagram, I get really excited because yeah. I'm like, hey, we are not the only ones who like us. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty nice. It's a very like, <laughs> you know?
0: uh, it's a very like millennial thing that mm-hmm. we're like, oh, other people. I mean, we'd be fine if it was just us liking us. Like, we don't care. But, but it's we have egos.
1: Yeah, we're humans. Yeah, so keep stroking our ego and keep listening. Thank y'all. <laughs> And I now have a family member who's listened to at least one episode. Aww. My older sister, because of the Charleston drop, oh right. Um. So yeah, she. It was her first ever podcast. Listening to a podcast, so she. It's Danny, right? Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she loved it. She's. She might now listen. I don't know if it's going to be regular, but she's. <laughs> she's into it. She was. She I'm. Was thrilled. Just thrilled. I am too. I'm
0: discovering, let's find out. I'll just drop this information and see if I hear about it later. There's a real possibility my grandmother's listening to this podcast. What makes you think so? Because I got a little bit of a talking to about my potty mouth. (laughs) That's right. I called you out. I'm calling you out like I was called out. It came from a place of love and I really appreciated it. But I was also like... Where am I swearing anywhere near her? Because I, I don't think I do in front of her. So I'm wondering yeah. if maybe she listens to the podcast. I mean, we have an explicit rating for a reason, Mimi. Yes, we do.
1: <laughs> I don't say you're shocked at our potty mouths. It's why there's an explicit rating. It was
0: very sweet. It was a, a lovely conversation. That's really funny. She politely let me open a beer for the conversation. too. Oh my. She called me and I was like, hold on. <laughs> 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 it was very I nice. mean,
1: can you be mad when your grandma actually knows how to listen to a podcast? My I own mean, mother doesn't know how to listen to a podcast. I'm
0: just assuming. I'm assuming <laughs> that's, that's where – because I went and, of course, I scrolled through my Facebook and I was like, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of choice F-bombs in there. But, like, they're good and funny. Is my she opinion. on Facebook? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I mean, it's something. Mimi, me, literally, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. I'm not going to stop saying the F word. So.
1: We can't filter ourselves. I thought yeah. about that once I knew Danielle was going to listen. I'm like, oh, am I going to be editing myself so I don't say something dumb about, yeah. you know, like yeah. I think in one episode I said something like, my my stupid mom admitted to me at age yeah, yeah. seven that our house was haunted. I'm like, <laughs> oh God, I called my mother stupid yeah. and I love her. It's like, you just can't. You're, we're entertainers and we're storytellers. Yeah,
0: definitely as more people I know that are outside of my super direct friend group are listening or they're telling me. They're listening. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I told any of their (laughs) secrets on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it sucks. Sorry.
1: Oh, well.
0: Also, you should all know being entertainers and comedians, we're also notorious fucking liars. Sorry, yeah. Mimi. Notorious liars. <laughs> so, like, we fluff
1: a lot of shit. It's
0: also truly a podcast about ghosts. So, like, yeah. you know, we're doing the best we can with
1: the facts that we have. Yeah. And then when it's just conversational chatter, uh-huh. we forget that there's a few hundred people listening. Yeah. In. Exactly. And there's so many things I've said that are completely incorrect. Yeah. But then if you keep listening, you'll see that I do correct it in the next episode. Uh-huh. It's, you know,
0: whatever. It's fine. Here we are just justifying just all of our flaws. I just am so
1: defensive
0: about the thing that I said I was sticking by. Which was? <laughs> My potty mouth. <laughs>
1: i love having a potty mouth i mean i don't mind
0: it's a little disarming coming out of our cute little frame i know we're just so (laughs) innocent looking i know i get carded every fucking time do you really i really do i got carded this morning whoa i transitioned i should stop pointing out my transition. yeah why
1: you're making me stare at this drink i can't even reach it (sighs) oh my friend this was a
0: journey I warned Amy that this might be a disgusting drink because of the ingredients and that it just wasn't my fault. There was nothing I could do about it. I had to do it because our topic for this week is old Hollywood. So, you know, a fun, familiar thing, but also a little, like, open and vague. And so my research actually took me to a place in Hollywood that has a lot of Hollywood history. It could have fit in some of our other episodes. Ooh. Um, but, uh... The uh, place that I'm kind of basing a lot of my stuff off of is the Knickerbocker Hotel. Oh,
1: my gosh. Right? Yes.
0: And uh, one of the reasons is because I now work basically down the street from the Knickerbocker Hotel. So I see it every single day. And when I started doing some research, I was like, oh, my gosh, how did this not come up when we were doing haunted hotels? It didn't come up for me. Um, and so I started doing more research, and I was like, "Oh my god, it has so much old Hollywood history, so many old Hollywood ghosts." So I'm absolutely doing this. So then I needed to do a drink, and I was like, "Hold on, I think there's a drink called a Knickerbocker, and their motherfucking is this is a Knickerbocker." No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell. This is my journey. This is I started. I I started my day in a bad mood, so I was so thrilled. That there was a drink called a Knickerbocker, right? Yeah. Um, And the basic ingredients are spiced rum. Okay. Here's where it gets tricky. Raspberry liqueur, which... Did we used to have it? Yes, we absolutely did. And I finally threw it away because I was like, there's no reason
1: I would ever use this again. We used it in our very first drink... With which diamonds are our ghoul's, ghoul's best, best friend, friend mm-hmm. which was about Marilyn Monroe, which is the only reason I've heard about the Knickerbocker because she apparently sometimes haunts mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Amongst other she places, she
0: absolutely does. Okay, so, so spiced
1: rum, raspberry liqueur. This sounds and then weird already. A twist of lime. Okay. So I
0: was like, okay. So I was like, I'll get up. I'll get some more raspberry liqueur. It'll be fine. So then I was even googling, and it turns out Chambord, Like I'm sure you've seen it before. Yeah. It's yeah. Is that a raspberry? It's a liqueur? raspberry liqueur. I never knew what the hell that Me was. Neither. Whoa. So then I wandered over to V S. They did not have Chambord. They have lots of things. They had Cointreau. They had they had. Blackberry stuff. Blackberry maybe could have worked. So I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I was like, you know what? There's a 24-hour liquor store across the street. I'll go over there. God bless America. They had Chambord. It was $50. And I said,
1: this uh, is like
0: a joke drink. I'm not spending $50 on a joke. That's ridiculous. We would never use it again. So while I was standing there looking at it, I was at the checkout, and I found these lovely... Raspberry flavored Smirnoff vodkas.
1: I didn't realize they were raspberry, raspberry flavored. Raspberry flavored.
0: I got my lime at the liquor store, and then I bought a Diet Coke. <laughs> so we are having Diet Coke, raspberry vodka with a twist of lime. I'm calling it the Tammy Bucker. Because <laughs> you know what? Yes. I oh, just, I was literally like. great. I truly was speaking to the 24-hour liquor store attendant, and I said, do you think if I mixed vodka and rum together? You know what? Never
1: mind. I'll just get a Diet Coke. <laughs> it smells really good. I'm
0: thrilled. Let's give it a let's give it a try. All right. Shall to the we? to the Tammy, the tammy, bakker. tammy bakker.
1: It's actually kind of I don't hate this. Kind of good. It's sweeter than I expected. It's way
0: sweet. I It's got
1: to be that raspberry. But you, that's just like artificial. Mm-hmm. Oh, infused with natural flavors. I mean, Ooh.
0: don't all chemicals come from nature at some
1: point? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I did put a little it's extra, not bad. I put a little extra lime in there too. It's, so. it's weirdly sweeter than I expected which is dangerous because now I don't taste the vodka. I do not taste the vodka at all. Oh, good. Uh, the drink that I have for our next episode which uh-huh. y'all will hear next week. Um, also, you cannot taste the alcohol.
0: Good. Oops. And then we're going to go out drinking. And then we're going to go out drinking. Oh, I was going
1: to be a great day. I cool.
0: literally, I have three things on my list today: record my drinking podcast, have ketchup drinks with Amy, and then go to a sports bar and watch the football game. So, oh my gosh! Maybe by the end of
1: all that, I'll go home and like have a drink, you know. But <laughs> it's one of those days. It's one, of those days. It's one of those days. It's one of those days. I have nothing to do in the morning except go to the farmers market Aww. and go to a two-year-old's birthday party. Oh, so if I show up a you're little hungover, a, you're it's all good.
0: Such a suburban
1: mom, Amy. <laughs> such a sub- it's Vinny. I babysit him. Aww. I know, so nice. I got to go. Yeah, you gotta got to go. He's, he's it's a, so cute. It's a professional obligation and yeah. a privilege. Exactly. <laughs> I will wear my sunglasses. It's at a park. No one will know <laughs> okay. what's happening underneath all this. Uh, not bad, Tams. I'm pretty into this. I
0: mean... I'm impressed. It was like, why am I even bothering to go above and beyond?
1: I I literally went to 24-Hour Liquor Store, so like... Thank you for your effort, you know? I'm also finding that I'm really enjoying the minis because... One of the biggest pains in the ass and dangers mm-hmm. of traveling with open bottles yes. is, like, if I got pulled over for, I don't know, speeding, which mm-hmm. I don't because I'm such an old lady, but, you know, and they see, like, an open bottle yeah. or open container in the car, I'm fucked. Yeah. Even if I'm just on my way here. Uh-huh. So I'm like, these minis are where it's at. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I stocked up on a few more of those Firefly Vodka minis because that shit was good. Was so good. I went to BevMo just to use my coupon up, and got, I just got a bunch of wine, and I'm like to take a few uh-huh. of these as a stocking <laughs> stuffer.
0: Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, I, I, uh, I literally was like, okay, I'm just going to grab these. And he goes, hold on, those are raspberry flavored. And I was like, I
1: know. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, don't you tell me For
0: the Knickerbocker. <laughs> Sir, it is 9.15 a.m. I know what kind of liquor
1: I'm buying. <laughs> I'm just delighted. I'm so excited to hear about the Knickerbocker. Um, I know it's really fucking haunted. Me
0: too. It's so haunted. I, I can't believe I didn't come I didn't see this before I mean I'm sure we talked about it briefly when we talked about Marilyn but um that we was very a while ago. very
1: briefly talked about it with Marilyn in episode 1 mm-hmm. and um uh I think because there's not a bar attached to it or anything. We, oh. Or is there? Oh,
0: Rolle, really. Would oh. you like to hear about the Knickerbocker Hotel? I'd love to hear about okay. the Knickerbocker. It has been around since the 1920s and began its life as an apartment building. But it wasn't until it became a hotel that it was popular with the Hollywood set. Mm. Mm. See, I always thought it was.
1: Is it an apartment building now? It is.
0: Um, or is it a hotel? Do you want me to do my research Sorry, Sorry,
1: sorry. I'm just going to drink. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. Okay, okay. Just Um, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for listening. uh I solved all the mysteries Uh and the ghosts. Uh Yay! The end. Um, Okay, so it started as apartments. It started
0: as apartments and then uh, when it became a hotel, uh, it became popular with people like Louis B. Mayer. Howard Hughes, Betty Grable, Mm. Johnny Mercer, Mm. who I mostly just know from his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
1: (laughs) Same Z. Is he a singer? He is. Singer, songwriter. I think he has like a Christmas carol that is on one of my compilations. That sounds about right. Um, And during its heyday, Marilyn Monroe
0: and Joe DiMaggio came to the hotel's Lido Room bar for clandestine dates. Oh. And then they spent their honeymoon there. But, you know they had their first date at the um Mousseau and Franks. That was their first date? Mm-hmm. And she showed up like 3 hours late. <laughs> of course. She, and he waited. Yeah, but then he also beat the shit out of her all the time. So He did? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Really? That he was like physically abusive. Yeah. So, what um, an asshole. The day after she was doing her um, promotion for Seven Year Itch, and she did the whole stand on the great oh, thing. He was
1: not. Happy he was with there that. on
0: set, took her home, beat the shit out of her, and then she had to record the next. She had to film the next day. She does does this scene where she's like rolling around on the floor and everything. She wears this white dress, and there's makeup just all over the dress. And I remember being like, "Why is our makeup all over mm. that dress?" It's because they had to cover up all the bruises.
1: Oh my god. Dude, you're Marilyn, Marilyn, Mar- Mar- you're Marilyn, you mean, Mary Monroe, mm-hmm. Uh, you know who you're marrying. She's a sex symbol before you married her. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, what a fucking dick. So what's the most depressing about everything, too, is,
0: like, she had a bunch of really terrible men in her life. And uh, truly, like, kind of at the end of the day, he was, like, the only one that was sad that she died, you know? Like, he... Really? Yeah. Not even
1: Arthur Miller? I always thought – No, Arthur Miller was horrible. He was the worst?
0: Yeah. He was – Jesus. He was uh, really – welcome to our Marilyn Monroe podcast. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Marilyn and her men, a segue (laughs) by Tammy and Amy. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. And she miscarried a lot and I wonder if that was part of the abuse. Yeah. And he –
0: well, he – Due to the abuse. He left out – well, she at that time, she was already pretty addicted to stuff. Mm-hmm. He literally wrote like this whole thing about how emotionally hurt he was by her having the miscarriages and like left it out for her to
1: find. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, Arthur? Yeah. Oh, my God. Boo fucking who? Yeah. Like, it's not your Garbage. body. Garbage people. Poor um, baby. Poor I can't baby. wait to meet her when I'm dead. <laughs> Just talk to her. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, I cool. Mean, Do you think
0: you'd get on her list? I mean, I know. She's probably
1: be. pretty busy. Yeah. But, like, you I got eternity. Like she must be omnipresent, right? Like, yeah. like, we figured out already that she can be... Haunting several places. Listen to episode one, guys. Uh, that she can be in many places mm-hmm. at once. So her Brentwood home, the cemetery, the Knickerbocker, and of course the Rose, the Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, so cool. Okay, uh,
0: gra- that was that was that great. Was great. I'm, I
1: you're learning stuff. Enjoyed today. the heck out of it. I uh, think maybe I didn't eat much today, and I worked out and sweated mm-hmm. a lot because I'm already feeling. I a few. me
0: too. <laughs> oh no! You know when you start to get warm in your blood? It's my. It, I'm feeling it. That's I'm, feeling I'm feeling it in my
1: face. I'm feeling it in my body. Okay. We're going gonna... to feel it in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on. I want to, I don't want to talk about the ghost yet. Okay. So, oh no, I had edited this and it didn't come through. So, um, sorry, I'll cut this out or no, I won't cause I never do. Um, the Renaissance Revival Bar, that is the other name for the Lido Bar. And that's when people started like showing up. One of the most, uh, frequent guests was Rudolph Valentino, the silent screen star who reportedly loved to dance the tango to oh. the live music performed in the saloon. Um, the lobby was a huge, um, like it was like one of the fanciest parts of the hotel and it had a chandelier that was worth over $120,000 in 1925. So. Holy shit balls. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's a lot today. That even. era was so fucking opulent. Mm-hmm. Like even today you wouldn't put that They're like, expensive of a chandelier yeah. in anything public. I are mean, like,
0: whoops, the stock market crashed? Why? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So the first sort of, like, bad news thing to happen was um, film director D.W. Griffith died of a stroke in the lobby of the hotel. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He was uh, was the one that had the first, you know, like, super racist long movie about the Klan. Yeah. Um, What was it called again? uh, Birth of a Nation. Yes,
1: Birth of a Nation.
0: And uh, so then he kind of he didn't he didn't really continue with success after that because pretty soon people were like actually that's pretty racist and you know we should do other things um so he had kind of been forgotten you know by hollywood and uh was basically kind of living at the hotel spending most of his time at the bar and uh yeah and then he fucking died there so that was the first kind of oh my god yeah Another Knickerbocker tragedy was actress Frances Farmer, whose life was portrayed by Jessica Lange in the 1982 film, I don't know what it's called. Oh, Frances. <laughs>
1: I was just going to guess Frances Farmer. It's called Frances. Oh, um, not a bad person to play you. Uh,
0: so she she died at the age of, of 27. Um, as her professional career soared, her personal life began falling apart after a fair, failed marriage. Oh, fuck. This is Tammy Bacher. We should have known anything but Tammy in the name is gonna get us fucked up.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Sorry, Mimi.
0: Mimi. Uh, after a failed marriage and a string of disastrous relationships, she turned to alcohol, a and began taking amphetamines eh, oh. to help her control her weight. Aww. Oh. <laughs> I went through a roller coaster with that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. In January 1943, she starred in the film No Escape, but her drinking and erratic behavior began causing problems. She got into a fight and was arrested at the Knickerbocker. Oh, dang! When the police arrived, she was taken from her room and dragged half naked through the lobby. In court the following morning, she was placed under the care of a psychiatrist. He stated she was suffering from quote manic depressive psychosis." It's like all the fun things. Um, Jeez. The following day, she was sent to the Screen Actors Sanatorium in La Crescenta. They had one they just had for actors. A Screen Actors Sanatorium. That's just smart.
1: It is. I wish they still had yeah. one.
0: For, oh man. For the next seven, they do. It's called Scientology. Oh. oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> getting uh, negative reviews. <laughs>
1: but you can't do drugs and alcohol there. That's I guess, true. oh, well, it's like rehab. Drink. You can Yeah. Oh, I, I thought there was like strength. no mind-altering things whatsoever. Uh, like no vitamins, no... No, they're super into vitamins. Oh, that's the opposite. Maybe you're thinking of Mormons.
0: Yeah. Cool. Mormons. I mean, right? I'm What's like... the difference? Who cares? <laughs> um, I'm for the for the, <laughs> oh. for the next seven years, she was in the asylum it was very depressing Seven? lots of yeah oh and then she got out <laughs> and then she went back. Aww. I'm trying to like skip over stuff because it's literally like all of the awful things they did to her there and we don't really need to talk about that it's fine Ugh. it was bad lots no. of bad stuff conditions in the hospital were awful uh they were often all housed together meals thrown on the floor for them to fight over what? electroshock treatments Jesus. sexual abuse all sorts uh. of stuff. So then um, she ended up – she ended up dying there, but she was very closely associated with the Knickerbocker uh, because Mm. she was arrested there and um, she has been seen to haunt the hallways there. Uh, Another thing was that uh, the – wait, what? Oh, William Faulkner and Meta Carpenter – I didn't know her, a script girl from Fox Studios, began their lengthy affair at the Knickerbocker. Mm. Um, Elvis Presley often stayed there, and when he was filming Love Me Tinder, he posed for Heartbreak Hotel photos in one of the rooms. Oh, cool. That's cool. Jerry Lee Lewis stayed there, Mae West, Lana Turner, Cecil B. DeMille, Frank Sinatra. Hey. Um, Here's another scary thing that happened there. Actor William Frawley, a.k.a. Fred from I Love Lucy, Fred, Don't tell me anything bad about Fred. Well, okay. Okay, tell me. He lived at the hotel for a while. He wasn't living there then. He had moved to the El Royale, mm-hmm. which is another one that's nearby. Mm-hmm. But he was walking down the street in 1966. He had a heart attack on the sidewalk, and a nurse saw him, drug him inside the hotel lobby, and tried to revive him, but he died there.
1: Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something like he brought all of he the loved to. sex workers yeah. there and then mutilated <laughs> uh-huh. them after. Uh, Fred, no, oh, Fred, Fred. Um, that's really sad. How nice of that nurse to like, yeah,
0: try. Um, in November 1962, Irene Gibbons was a costume designer, at MGM. Uh, she worked on several Doris Day films, and um, in 1962, uh, Doris Day noticed that Irene seemed upset and nervous. The costume designer confided in her that she was in love with actor Gary Cooper, mm-hmm. and that he was the only man she had ever loved. Oh, boy. Uh, so, you, know, you know about Gary trouble. Cooper, right? He was gay. So, he was a little gay. He was a little gay. He was is
1: um, not physically into the ladies he was not physically into the ladies so she's a up a she shit has, creek without a paddle mm-hmm, or have that a, expression
0: you know yeah i think that is the expression it yeah. makes almost no sense oh maybe because you have to then put your hands in the shit up a creek well shit up shit creek without a paddle or
1: up a creek without a paddle oh. is what i hear and mm-hmm. then shit's creek is another little oh, brother i don't know up a creek without a paddle just means, like, you're not going anywhere. Or you can't control where you're going. Because the water mm-hmm. is making the decisions for you, and the only man you ever loved is gay. That, that's that's a, what it means. That is
0: what she was. Yeah. She, that's, that's called the Irene Gibbons. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a drink, too.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, The Gibbons? Uh, Sadly, Cooper died in 1961, and on November 15th, Irene took a room at the Knickerbocker, checking in under assumed name, cut her wrists. When that did not prove to be immediately fatal, she jumped to her death.
1: Oh!
0: Ended up on top of the hotel awning where it was discovered later that same night, not immediately. That's disgusting. Uh So then the last thing that I would like to talk about, this was fascinating because it's a thing that I actually knew quite a bit about but didn't know that it was at the Knickerbocker. Um, hey Amy, heard of this guy, Harry Houdini?
1: Uh yes I have, Tammy. So
0: have I. You know how he did not believe in the afterlife or spiritualists?
1: Yeah, he was so anti. He was so anti. So anti. Um,
0: and that you may know this, he uh every year on the anniversary of his death, um, his wife would hold a seance to try to contact him, and yes. he had told her a code word that he would say or like a code phrase. So like he's like, Look, I don't believe in this when I die. If I can communicate with you, I will. I will tell you this specific phrase. And if people ever tell you that it's me, and I don't say that, it's not me. Holy shit, that's so smart. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he did that, and so almost every she hold, held seances almost always uh, on Halloween. It was on Halloween that she would do it every year. And guess where they did it? The rooftop of the Knickerbocker Hotel.
1: Shit! I always thought it was the Magic Castle. Oh,
0: I, oh see, I just assumed it was. I never assumed where it was, I guess. Only
1: because they have the Harry Houdini seance room there, Uh, but I think it was just named after him. I don't think it, you know, he probably wouldn't have approved of that. So dude on the rooftop of the knickerbocker. Mm -hmm. Oh, so she invited all sorts of shit down to that place
0: of shit. So like stuff apparently did happen. Um, that's really cool. Like thunderstorms would spontaneously happen and stuff, but she never got the, the code word or at least she never told anybody she got the code word. So, oh, that's so cool. um, so, uh, the... Hotel and bar closed down in 1971 temporarily and then reopened as a senior citizen's retirement home, which it remains today. I
1: thought so. Mm -hmm. I was
0: going to say it earlier, and then you reminded me it was Mm -hmm. your research. And then it says here, and I'm not sure how old this article is. um, In the early 90s, uh, the bar, because the bar's been closed for a while, it reopened as a uh, cafe, a coffee shop. Oh. Um, and supposedly celebrities like Sandra Bullock and
1: Leonardo DiCaprio have been spotted there. I'm like,
0: there's no way Sandra Bullock or Leonardo DiCaprio is every on Hollywood
1: Boulevard. Like- also, they're not going to a coffee shop yeah. at an old people's home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Um. So yeah, many of oh Valentino is the ghost that people see there the most, and they see him in that cafe where it used to be the the bar. Marilyn's supposed to be in the bathroom there. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. And then uh the uh, lady. What wh- what did I say? Her name was Frances? Francis. Yeah, Francis is supposed to be seen in the hallways, oh and goodness. then you know you got all the usual ghosty stuff. But man, I just got
1: real deep in the history this time. That was really cool. And I'm thinking like these. <sighs> These poor old people who, if they say like, "Oh, I yeah. saw the, I saw Marilyn Monroe in my room last night," mm-hmm. all the doctors and nurses are probably We're like, gonna "Yeah, up, okay, up your meds, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the end is near, and yeah. they're really losing their shit now." Like, but that's so interesting. I'm so excited,
0: and you know, well, we will say because it's not like anybody can follow you. You're going to go to the movies after this, yeah. Uh, we'll basically walk right by it. We should go take a selfie. Oh my god, because it's on Ivar.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, because I always think it's, like, on Vine. But it's, it's Ivar. It's Ivar, yeah. Which makes sense because Howard Hughes' office mm-hmm. is upstairs mm-hmm. at the Pantages. That's right. Which is right there, too. Mm-hmm. There's a cool hotel over there now called the – oh, sh, Dream. Oh, that's cool, too. That one's further by you. Mama
0: Shelter. I love that I'm just Shelter. guessing hotels over there. I'm
1: guessing the one – it's it's more closer to the Knickerbocker. Like, you know, like, it's um it's close. It's more our Ivar it, – you know, it's it's that away instead of that away. You know where your office is. Mm-hmm. It would be the other oh, way, okay. closer to the one hundred and one. Gotcha. It's called the Kimpton, the Everly Kimpton. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. got a good, cute little bar there. Just nice. nice. Oh. If you want to walk by the Nickabaca and then go get a drink? I mean, might as well. Let's just go visit some old people and ask them what they've seen. They probably mean, some damn good ghost stories.
0: Look, we would just we you know it's part of our service we'll just go yeah. talk and be yeah. good people and
1: just coax a few stories give yeah, them a little just- bit of a, a tammy bocker
0: give them a tammy bocker bust yeah. out the voice memo app yeah oh i
1: bet they have the best stories i bet they do i know they might have seen ghosts back when they were young mm-hmm. which would have been ghosts that you know maybe they were freshly dead like <laughs> like marilyn monroe's ghost you know like in the 60s still not quite see through exactly <laughs> Oh, it was one of the good day's Ooh. Oh, geez. jeez. <laughs> I know that they can't hear that on this end, yeah. but our headphones do that thing. I hate you. It that's when me.
0: it's when it maxes out when okay. it goes to red. It
1: goes in. Oh, yeah. you're watching our levels and I'm Well, here. I'm I'm not I actively see. watching our levels, but that's that's what happens when it. Okay. And then our headphones electrocute our ears and mm-hmm. reminds it, me, not yeah. us, me.
0: Well, I mean, I pay yeah. the
1: price too, yeah. so. <laughs> Uh, that's definitely walk by after this. One thing I love when we do Hollywood stuff like stars or bars or restaurants mm-hmm. and is like we accidentally just tend to stick to our like, home area. Mm-hmm. And then like we get to actually go there yeah. and go by it all the time. It's really fun. It's so fun.
0: I'm worried though our podcast is convincing people to move here because I'm like, no, stay away. There's too yeah. many people
1: here already. Find your own ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Find your own. Town's closed. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, it's on fire right now. I know you call, y'all don't want to be yeah, here. Stay it's out. terrible in the valley, though. I guess right. We could sure use those tears of the actresses. Oh, now yeah, all the stars who never made it. <laughs> the flash
0: floods. Yeah,
1: we could use those. Uh-huh. I heard that that fire was started by a campfire. Whoops! Yep. So now all of Malibu and. Pacific Palace and Thousand Oaks yeah, and everything Agora Hills it's all on and, fire and that
0: other one that's north of Sacramento oh yeah, yeah that, that one's insane
1: too. Griffith Park I heard that they were getting all the animals out of the zoo I'm like it's already haunted oh that's yeah, the old zoo that's, that's the old that's zoo, old zoo. Um, anyway guys don't move here it's just awful <laughs> we
0: hate it we're
1: staying here for like decades to come for you uh-huh. you know we just <laughs> trying to keep, it, keep you out Um, cool. I just realized that my old Hollywood star was also a victim of abuse at the hands of the men she loved, just like Marilyn. So cool. She was also a blonde bombshell. In fact, the phrase blonde bombshell was coined based off of her. Is it uh, Lana Turner? No, it's Jean Harlow. Jean Harlow. Yeah.
0: Jean Harlow, who uh, Marilyn was named after, right? Norma Wait, Jean, that's right. Norma Jean,
1: yeah. And nor- and she dyed her hair bleached blonde because she wanted to be just like Jean Harlow. Mm-hmm. She like admired and worshipped yeah,
0: her. Again, yes. our Marilyn Monroe podcast, Marilyn's mom worked as a movie editor. That's right. And
1: loved Jean Harlow, nor- named her Norma Jean. That's right. Damn, guys. Just it all comes full circle. It's like – it's amazing how much we retained. I know, right? That was an exciting episode because it was our first. Yeah, we considering, did a lot of research.
0: Considering how much drinking we've done since then,
1: I'm pretty impressed. I'm impressed <laughs> that we can remember. <laughs> Anything, because because we um, research sober, so yeah. it's in writing and well, in back in. My, okay, never mind then. <laughs> Actually, I normally don't either. I'm drinking wine because I get so scared. Yeah. But yesterday, I did it at like 10 a.m. because I couldn't sleep well, and I woke up early, and I was like, "Yeah, what the hey?" Mm-hmm. But every time I do my research, I know it's my brain playing tricks on me because it only happens when I'm at home doing the research and when I'm at home doing the. When we drop an episode and we do that post with the coinciding Mm – the the corresponding photos, I do that one and it – every time I do that post each week and every time I do the research, I think I see like shadow figures out of the corner of my eye. I always think it's Tuesday and I look and see if – and he's just sleeping on the couch and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's always in the same spot and I'm like – it's obviously my brain playing tricks yeah, on me. Yeah. It's obviously like me having a freaking psychotic breakdown because I cannot <laughs> handle <laughs> what we do. <laughs> so yesterday it was hard because I was doing it sober. I'm like, damn. <laughs> God, I start doing this at least around 4pm yeah, yeah. so I can have definitely have a drink. <laughs> um, so I did um, the home of Jean Harlow. Because oh. some shit went down there. It's um, it's a t- 9820 Easton Drive in Beverly Hills and I cited so many freaking sources that I just quit trying oh, yeah. to cite them because there, there were like six. So, um, okay, so I already said it, but the phrase blonde bombshell was coined to describe actress Jean Harlow. Um, I'm not going to go into her history. I feel like You Must Remember This has a really good one. Oh, yeah, on yeah. There. And we love that podcast. So look look for that one because they really go into her life. Um, so her, she was renting a house cause she was living in kind of like a junky, like not a very nice home at all. And like the studio and PR people were like, no, no, no! Like you're Gene Harlow, you need to live in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So she rented a house in Beverly Hills in a Tony neighborhood near UCLA, which is more Westwood, honestly. But yeah. what they kept saying it. it's 90210 area code. Mm-hmm. Um. So Harlow lived in the home in the early 1930s. She married MGM writer and director Paul Byrne in the house's living room, Aww. allegedly on the second night after returning home from their honeymoon. Byrne flew into a rage and savagely beat her in the home's downstairs bathroom, damaging her kidneys. Great. Much like Gary Cooper. Mm-hmm. Was it Gary Cooper? It is rumored that Paul Byrne was a closeted homosexual Aww. and that he uh, he couldn't perform in the bedroom mm-hmm. and that she really wanted babies and he it just wasn't going to happen. So because he was suppressing – All of his sexuality and he was just angry. He wasn't mad. And so he took it out on her and beat the fucking shit out of her. Sorry, Mimi. Sorry, Mimi. Um, So she later uh, – this is like very similar to Marilyn. Uh, So she later showed her bruises to her mother – Who um, stayed with him quite a bit and uh, soon after – so there's several stories. I'm going to give you the the most common one. Okay. Uh, Harlow claims that she was sitting in her bedroom when she heard a gunshot. This was like right after – like weeks after the whole – I showed my mom my bruises. Mm -hmm. I'm in the room. I hear a gunshot. Um, According to Harlow, she ran downstairs and found Byrne with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head and a note that read, Dearest dear – Unfortunately, this is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done—frightful, not rightful—the frightful wrong I have done you and to wipe out my abject humiliation. I love you, Paul. You understand that last night was only a comedy. Oh, so maybe this was just the the day after the beating. So the story has many variations. Some say that Jean was at her mother's home when the gunshot killed Paul Byrne and that the butler found his body. Rumors persisted that it was Harlow who pulled the trigger, killing Byrne, or perhaps uh, even her vengeful mother. Some say it was murder by an industry competitor, it was a hitman hired by Harlow, or... Burns mentally disturbed estranged ex who mysteriously disappeared at sea a few days after he was killed. What? Her body washed up just days later. Whoa. Yeah, she went fishing. And then just mysteriously disappeared. So Harlow moved out of the house, uh, you know, rightfully so. She's like, I think I'll go. Uh, Back to her old dump. And uh, um, so uh, she died of kidney failure just a few years later on June 7th, 1937. Um, Many say that she had kidney failure because of Mm -hmm. all of the abuse that she suffered at his hands. And I feel like... When I listened to that episode of You Must Remember This about Jean Harlow, like, no one knew that there was something wrong with her kidneys. So they were giving her medicine yeah. to treat other things and that her kidneys couldn't process and filter the medicine yeah. and that she, like, just blew up and, like, was... I think I remember that, too. Like, they, there was, like, five pounds of fluid in her stomach or, like, even more. It was just awful. And she was also, like, the stuff they were using to
0: to bleach her hair was, like, poisoning her, too. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, because she couldn't filter out any mm-hmm. toxins. Let's have another drink. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tammy Bucker. Um all right, so this it was just a rental home. The house was eventually sold. Um it went into many hands. Um but the the family that my haunted ghost story is based off of, uh-huh. uh, is a family only known as the H family. Ooh. They purchased this house in the 1970s. It was in really rough shape. It had been abandoned and hadn't been taken care of. It was in need of some major TLC, which meant they had to do some renovations. Renovations are a no-no. no-no for ghost ghosts. <laughs> uh, so this house was haunted as fuck. Uh, so here's the manifestations um all about the H family's experience. Experience. Okay. On the day before the H family moved into the home, Mrs. H went upstairs. Her dogs followed her, growling and barking at something in the upstairs bedrooms. Ooh. In the hallway right outside of the master bedroom, Mrs. H felt an unseen presence and heard somebody softly whisper in her ear, "Please help me." Oh. That's the day before they moved in. Oh, so on their no. first night, she's like,
0: like "Escrow, oh no." <laughs> <laughs>
1: The dogs did that Scooby Doo run just like Boo, <laughs> Boo. Uh, their legs were just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> they just hid in the nearest weird weirdly positioned barrel. Yeah. <laughs> just put a little lid on it. <laughs> uh so on their first night in their new home, Mr. and Mrs. H were lying in bed when someone when some unseen heavy object struck their bed three times. What? They didn't see it. They felt it, they heard it, but there was no Yeah. Three times? Three times struck their bed. So Mrs. H, I love this, she addressed the unseen presence. So she just was like right Uh on it. And she said, you're welcome. How do you do? We've got to get some sleep. We're very tired. I need to get some sleep. So please let us be. I'm like, all right, you you did as long as you said it firmly, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, So they knew right away, like, okay, this place is fucking haunted. Uh, The lights in the kitchen would go off and on by themselves. While walking through the living room, Mrs. H saw a strange formless light in an outline form floating above her near the ceiling. Uh, In the corner of the living room near the mailbox, Mrs. H. and her aunt had heard the heavy, heartbreaking sobs of a woman. Mm. The hairs on Mrs. H.'s arms stood up, and all of a sudden, she felt terribly sad. Uh, Cold spots can be felt in the kitchen, the downstairs area, and the upstairs bedrooms. Unexplained wind drafts have been felt throughout the house, especially in the kitchen and upstairs bedrooms. I'm I'm surprised there's nothing about the – oops, never mind. I was going to say about the bathroom because that's where he shot himself. I just saw the word bathtub, (laughs) so obviously I did something right. Uh, The strong smell of a woman's perfume could be smelled in the children's bedrooms upstairs. So one of the the stories about his death, his mysterious death, was um, that he actually was shot in her bedroom, in their bedroom, and that – like her white satin bed sheets were like drenched in his blood, uh. and that he like pulled down like her perfume bottles and they broke, and uh. that like his body was just like just. All you could smell was her perfume, God, basically. That's, that's so Hollywood. I can't even. It's right? So Hollywood. Yeah. So I didn't even put that one yeah. in here. But I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's like the strong smell of a uh-huh. woman's perfume, maybe? Yeah. Um, I know. I'm like white sand bedsheets. Like, who knows that those details? Uh, <laughs> so both Mr. and Mrs. H were warned in a dream what? of a faulty, dangerous wall light in the upstairs bathroom. Both saw a clear vision of a bathtub full of water and bubbles. A hand from the bathtub switches on the light, receives a terrible shock, and withers away. This is – they both dreamt this. Oh, my God. Which gives me a crazy fucking chill. Uh, Chill. (laughs) Uh, I'm already slurring. Um, But they both dreamt that. So they decided to call an electrician. Mm -hmm. Um, They said, you know, can you just examine, you know, the the light switches? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, they were horrified, or the electrician was horrified to find a crazy, outdated, dangerous light switch um, in the bathroom. And he promptly put in a safe one.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Isn't that fucking crazy? Sometimes a weird, uneasy feeling will overcome a person in the downstairs bathroom, which is where Mm he... Did die according to the butler, who apparently mm-hmm. found. Well, him. it's
0: where he beat her up too. Oh so, right, yeah. so
1: that would have a really bad energy, no matter yeah. what. Uh, a light knocking at the front door can be heard, but no one is ever there. Mm-hmm. The H family soon fled. The house was last sold in 2014 for eight thousand. I'm sorry, eight hundred fifty-five thousand dollars, which is crazy fucking yeah. cheap yeah. for Westwood and mm-hmm. for like a Hollywood celebrity's house. Um, but that was 2014. I feel like yeah. even four years later, it's going to be mm-hmm. so much more. Um, so this is really, really fascinating. So we now know that there was some ghost there that warned you of shit, right? Yeah. Okay, so a little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pardon me, delightful. Um, now I'm starting to taste the vodka suddenly. Yeah, I'm like, the, there it is. It all oh. went to the bottom. <laughs> it I finished went to the mine. bottom. You finished. You're a good girl. Yeah. Um. So, I had mentioned that this house was in many hands prior to the H family moving in in the 1970s. Well, one of the hands that it was in, um, uh, one of the previous residents in the 1960s, was Jay Sebring, hair to the stars. If he sounds familiar. Yes. Yes. Because he dated uh-huh. uh, Sharon Tate yep. and was one of the victims of the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. So... Sharon would stay at this house while they were dating. Oh, my God. He was living there. Yeah. She had a ton of paranormal encounters there that she spoke about. Oh, my god. This was so interesting. Um, so one night while she was sleeping there, she had a horrifying experience. She felt a presence come into the room that she was standing in and swore that it was the ghost of Paul Byrne. She described him as a short and angry man. And um, she left the room to get away from the apparition because she felt really uneasy. Uh And she went downstairs to pour herself a drink. And I wrote, hey. (laughs) Um, And then when she was downstairs making her cocktail, she saw a vision, which she thought was an apparition of Paul Byrne, of a man with his throat slit and tied to the wooden posts at the bottom of the staircase. Oh, my God. So she freaked the fuck out. She went upstairs back to Jay's bedroom, and she told him about this. And uh, she just kind of assumed that that was Paul Byrne's ghost as well. So as we know, Uh Sharon Tate and Jay Sebring were later included – um, and the victims of the hideous Manson murders and people um, collected that Paul Burns' ghost or possibly Jean Harlow's ghost were trying to warn yeah. Sharon Tate of her and Jay's grisly fate at the hands of the Manson gang. Because that's what happened to Jay, isn't it? It is. Oh, my God. I have chills, but they're on both sides. That's oh, never wow. happened. Um that's what happened to Jay. Yeah. So the man at the end of the staircase with the cut throat—well, mm-hmm. that is now considered to have been a premonition to Sharon's boyfriend's untimely and despicable death by Manson's whoa. gang. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking whoa. Yeah. Uh, so that research came in. I like discovered it after I had already done all of the Jean Harlow stuff, oh, and I'm man. like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Fascinating. God, right. That is like. Yeah. So I have a feeling the negative energy there is definitely Paul. But then Harlow is trying to warn people about stuff Mm -hmm. with that dream about in the bathtub about the light switch. Yeah. And then they put the premonition. But like you – if you saw a ghost with its throat slit and Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the stairwell, you wouldn't think – this is a premonition. You would probably think this happened to this person in this yeah, house. Or yeah. I wouldn't think of it as a warning and especially – it's it, it's not really warning you to avoid something or it, it's just – Yeah. It is what it is. How would you even like just – I mean
0: I wonder if they – I wonder if like they even have control over what they're showing. You know yes. what I mean?
1: Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But like you wouldn't think, uh-oh, one of our throats are going to get slit and we're yeah. going to get tied to a wooden pole. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. But oh my God. I don't think they were dating. They weren't dating anymore. No,
0: they were still, they were really good friends. They though. were best.
1: I best mean, best friends. And to the point she where. She was pregnant.
0: With, yeah. I yeah. mean, what's his face? That like they literally all hung out together, you I know? I know. Yeah.
1: I know. So sad. So crazy. We've never done that house on no, Cielo Drive. We have not. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. So. Right. But someone built a new house on it. The property is still there. They They built on that property? It's. Like downhill, so like the when you look up the address, it it's like mm-hmm. it's the it's part of the old property that they built on. Isn't that interesting? I looked at. I might have looked it up on Zillow. <laughs> I was like, let's see house is there now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, we should. I was okay. I was doing some Zillow in last night myself. Oh yeah, what, what neighborhood? Um, I actually I popped over to Hollywood. I was just curious, just a little curious. Rentals. And I was looking for some rentals. Nice, nice. There's a couple little houses that are for rent that are not in terrible expensive
1: state really in hollywood though yeah but i'd be nervous because i feel like at least in an apartment building there's a few barriers for someone to like That's get true. in. one of the ones i was looking at was very
0: secure it had it's like gated and um oh, cool. like it has like a electric gate before you get into the property okay okay good good yeah i mean mm. i was just looking fine i love looking i love,
1: looking. Yeah. I love it I think in two years, two years of home, home, ownership will be a bit easier. Yeah. It's just like the yeah. prices right now are insane. So. God,
0: we just need a market crash. I mean, i right? i <laughs> It
1: is doing just way kidding. too good right now. <laughs> way too good. Um, I need the market to continue to do well because I don't have any investments, but my parents do. Oh, yeah. The better they do, the better Amy does. <laughs>
0: I think that's smart.
1: <laughs> they control the Santa, you know, <laughs> the Santa funds, w- the Santa funds, but uh, w- yeah.
0: Hey, a rising tide, you know, Floats raises all
1: boats. ships. Yep. <laughs> Loose lips sink ships. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I was going to do a Haunter hoax, but instead I found that Sharon Tate bit. So yeah, I was like, no, that totally this, counts. Is even, this is even better. Well,
0: I'll, uh, I'll just float a thing out there that kept coming up when I was looking at like old Hollywood stuff. <sighs> um, did you know that, uh, you know, James, James Dean died in a car wreck. Did you know that his car is cursed? They still have it. So they saved some pieces off of it. And, like, repurposed. Like, the guy that built the custom car for him, like, bought it. He bought it, and it immediately fell off of the back of the tow truck and broke a mechanic's leg. No. Then two of the tires that had not... blown out, got put on another car where they exploded while just driving down the highway and injured the guy. Then there were two pieces of the engine that got put in two separate cars that were literally in a race against each other. And both of those cars crashed. Yeah. It was like one of those things where I was like, this is more like a curse than ghosts." So I wasn't like- That's a curse. But I was like, how- crazy is that? Also, so the day before James Dean died, supposedly the actor that played Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, I
1: don't know who that hold on. is.
0: I know his name. I feel very stupid right now. I feel very Tammy Bockered right now. Oh, I understand um, that. I can look Mur, it up. Mer, Mer, Mer. Oh, Alp hmm. Merlin. He's got a great name, too. I um,
1: feel um, so really stupid. But keep telling me the story. He...
0: James Dean, they were friends, he came to pick him up somewhere, and the guy was like, whoa, that car has got a bad vibe. Get out of that car, man. You're going to kill yourself. <gasps> and he fucking killed himself the next day.
1: He just knew this based off of a vibe? Okay. Now that I feel
0: real stupid. I can't think of his Actor- name. Actor.
1: It's a real British mm, name. Please. Obi Wan Kenobi, I swear Alec to God. Guinness, Alec Guinness, see British Whoa. Guinness. Oh, dear. Um <laughs> that's Irish. Amazing, bun. yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, well, you know, close enough. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that that's so sad. I wonder if the man who actually custom built it has a curse or something. Well, or, but definitely the car parts yeah, are cursed. Yeah. that's so fascinating. Yeah. That's crazy. I. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't either. And I was like, this is bonkers. That's so nuts that he felt that and like warned him. Uh He still went. I went to that, like the last place that he fueled up. It's when Mm -hmm. I was driving up to a wedding with Ithamar in Monterey. And so it's like somewhere along like Mm -hmm. Route 1 or I don't know where. But um, we stopped and there was just like a life-sized metal cutout of James Dean there that like I took a picture with. I'm like, this is the last place he ever fueled up. And then I think it was like two miles down that road is where he had his crash. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I love him. Yeah. He was also apparently bi? Possibly, yeah. I went into like a rabbit hole when I was on one of these articles of like old Hollywood stuff and there was an article of like old Hollywood stars who were secretly bi or gay and like both women and men. And I'm like, Yeah, I feel like I've heard about this, actually. I I don't know how secret it really was. I went
0: and saw a documentary about it. I wanted to see it it so badly, but it was in theater for like a week. Yeah, it was so good. I went to that sunset. I literally was just like, I just want to go to a movie. So I went down there and was like, what do you got? And I went in. It was so great. It was like a small theater. I was the only person in that
1: theater we were actively well, trying no, no, to find a screening of no, it. No,
0: it was no. Hold on, I'm not saying it right. Literally, it was all Gayman and Tammy in this oh, movie theater, and amazing. it was like the best.
1: I wanted to see it so badly because he was kind of like a he so would like good. hook them up in secret. Yeah, right? He worked
0: at a gas station. Oh my god! And would like basically yeah he pimped each other pimped, pimped them all out and yeah I mean wow. what a time. it was such a good documentary too like really well crafted it was
1: like Paul something was' his name Paul it was like something, something I, don't know. I someone's Hollywood it's like secret Hollywood yeah. yeah, I really want to see it it was I'm, it was great uh, if I could remember the name I would try to find it on it was Netflix. really
0: fun too because it was another one of those things where it was like, oh, I know that street oh I know that street oh they're, they're hey they're going right by the theater you know I like, love it was that really
1: cool. well guys, there you have it. So many facts. Old Hollywood, gay Hollywood. Drunk Hollywood, ghost Hollywood. It's Old people home Hollywood. <laughs> it's all in Hollywood. It's all phases of here. life. Don't yeah. come here. Stay away from our Hollywood, Stay away from please. Hollywood. It's ours. Um, okay, well, guys, thanks. We have another one to record now, so we're going to ditch you. Yeah, we got to um, do some espresso shots okay. before this next one. <laughs> I wonder if this is still... Oh, yeah, okay. We'll see. Um so please follow us on uh-huh. uh Instagram at Banshees and Booze. And on Twitter at
0: Banshees and booze. booze.
1: Have you been on it? I haven't been on it lately. Oh, I'm gonna okay. fix that up. <laughs>
0: You, we gotta, you gotta stop telling people we don't fix the
1: Instagram or the Twitter. Why don't you come on Instagram and let us know what to do about Twitter? Yeah, like, yeah. How about I that? I like that. How like is that about that? Um, um, and thank you for everyone who's been rating us and giving us reviews on mm-hmm. on uh, iTunes. We would love it. more. Thank you. We're we're at a solid five star. Rating. Oh my gosh! I mean, look at us. Look at me now. I mean, I knew I was a five-star content kind of person. You knew it, and you were right. (laughs) Uh, Keep it coming. You can email us your own ghost stories um, at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com, and we will read them on the air.
0: Rusty at this part. I know. It's been a
1: while. Almost forgot. It's been a minute. It's also been a minute since someone's emailed us. We could use (laughs) some more. Sometimes we get direct messages on Instagram, though. Yeah. So anyway, there's Um, that. We're really successful. Stop it, guys. (laughs) And, um, hey, Tammy. Yeah, Amy. If
0: you see a ghost. Stop telling people how few people listen to the podcast.
1: How would I know? I don't look at the analytics. <laughs> I just want Instagram numbers. I'm um, tired of googling how to find more Instagram followers. <laughs> it's difficult. It is hard. It's, it's really hard. very hard. Just find me a podcast festival to go to. I and, know, right? You know, just tell us how to do it, guys. Tell us how to do it. It's really, it's fine. Um, um that's that was my answer. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah.
0: So, Amy. Uh, yes, if, Tammy. If you see a ghost,
1: um, just listen to its fucking warnings. Oh
0: my God!
1: Right. Right. The slit throat, the hand in the tub, and not even a ghost. Just fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, Mm -hmm. don't get in the damn car. We just want to be heard. We all want to be heard. (laughs) In life and in death. Exactly. Go in peace. (laughs) Namaste. And also with you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Still got it!
0: Still! (laughs) Got it, my friend.